Welcome to the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, Kate Krocko, author, therapist, and business mindset coach. In just 20 minutes a week, I'm going to coach you to your breakthrough, whether you're folding laundry, walking the dog, or in the school pickup line. It's hard to chase your dreams, chase clients, and chase littles at the same time. Your inner critic doesn't have to hold you back anymore. Together, we'll make you the boss of your brain so you can become the confident boss of your business and your life. Ready for your weekly mindset makeover? Let's turn your limiting beliefs into limitless opportunity starting now. This episode is an excerpt from Thinking Like a Boss, Uncover and Overcome the Lies Holding You Back from Success by Kate Krocko. Published by Baker Books, a division of Baker Publishing Group. Copyright 2020 and used by permission. Welcome to episode 125 of the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. This week, we are back for another reading. I'm going to be sharing with you guys lie number one of the Thinking Like a Boss book. Again, if you have not gone and purchased your book, soft cover is now available, which is really exciting because some people prefer soft cover. It's maybe a little bit lighter to throw in your purse or whatever, but you can now go purchase soft cover book. It is available at all stores. Again, purchase online because it can be pretty tough to find books in stores these days. So what I'm going to be doing again today is I'm going to be reading the first few pages of the chapter just to give you guys a little bit of the background, the story, where the chapter is going, and then we're going to have a candid discussion. And I'm not taking any notes for these episodes. I am just winging it and allowing my heart to lead, which is my favorite thing to do. All right, so without further ado, let's dive into episode 125, lie number one. Lie number one, I need to have it all together. For much of my life, I felt less than qualified or competent and more like the hot mess express. This was certainly true when I entered graduate school at Columbia University in 2008. First of all, Columbia University? Um, who did I think I was? My life felt like a disaster, and the staff and faculty would be sure to find out that I didn't have it together enough to be a real student. My relationships were unsteady. I felt alone. I felt like no one liked me. I felt like I didn't fit in, like an outsider in groups. But the saddest reality was that I felt like I didn't belong in my own body and presence. I couldn't stand myself. I believed I was fat, ugly, dumb, incapable of success. My mindset was so mired in lies and limited thinking that owning a business or making an impact in this world never even crossed my mind. I didn't believe that there was a purpose for my life, and why would there be? During this time, I was struggling with an eating disorder that had plagued me for years. I'd done a pretty good job of hiding it from everyone in my life. People thought I ate healthy or had food intolerances that kept me from indulging in the things that I used to enjoy. Little side note, like cheese and pizza and baked goods and all the yummy foods that I love to inhale these days. (laughs) Back to reading. One evening in my second semester, though it became clear, I'd no longer be able to hide it. 
I had just hopped out of the shower in my tiny Upper West Side apartment. I had 10 minutes before my boyfriend arrived, and I was rummaging through my closet in a frenzy trying to find something to wear. I looked in the mirror at my diminishing frame and panicked. I could not go out looking like this, looking as fat as I did. Today, of course, I can clearly recognize this as distorted thinking. None of these beliefs about myself and my body were grounded in reality. But at that time, there was no convincing me I was wrong. I really believed it. I'd think to myself, how could he love me looking like this? When my boyfriend arrived, I was in tears. I told him I couldn't leave. I didn't want anyone to see me. Even greater than my fear of others seeing my fat body, there was a much deeper fear. That because I had issues, I was no good to anyone. I was going to school to be a therapist. But my own life was the furthest from together. How will I ever be able to help others if I have something wrong with me? Don't all good therapists have it together? This was my question and something I truly believed. Deep down, I felt I wasn't qualified and never would be because I couldn't get my life together. Luckily that day, I had the slightest bit of clarity, power, and discernment, which led me to make the right decision to first confess to my boyfriend everything that was happening and then go and get the help I needed. By the way, that boyfriend is now my loving, darling hubby. How sweet. By leaning into my own weakness, claiming it, and agreeing to face it head on, I opened a small space for healing and for the possibility of actually achieving my dreams. My entire life, I was a people pleaser. I did everything I could to make others like me, keep them as friends, and make them proud. What held me back from getting help was my fear of disappointing others, whether my parents, my friends, or my professors. Can you relate to this? Do you hide the fact that you don't have it all together because you don't want to let people down? Or do you fear that others will view you as weak? Or perhaps you feel like you shouldn't be struggling with anything. I wrestled with this one too. I was abundantly blessed with the happiest of childhoods. I would say to myself, I've had a good life on paper. How can I possibly be unhappy? I should be grateful for the things I've been given. But you probably know as well as I do that your internal beliefs don't always mirror your external circumstances. There are a number of reasons you might feel inadequate or broken, even when your life looks great on the outside. And there is no shame in that. Hey guys, so spring is on its way finally. And I don't know about you, but when I think about the spring, I think about people getting outside more, being more social, getting more visible. And when I say visible, I want to introduce you guys to my course, Invisible to Impactful. I bet some of you are wanting to use that new spring energy and put yourselves out there in business even more. And if that's you, And if you've been wondering how to get yourself visible, how to work through some of those fears and insecurities and limiting beliefs that maybe you tell yourself that's been holding you back from getting visible, this course is for you. It is simple, it is straightforward, and I also give you a bonus module. And the bonus module includes how to create all of your content for an entire year in about 30 minutes a week. Once you go through 13 weeks of creating your content, you are pretty much done forever. It's crazy, I know. Ask all of my clients, ask all of my mastermind ladies. 
I love making things simple. And this is how I started doing my content five years ago and still do it today. So I want to give you guys a special little bonus because I'm on maternity. I am spending beautiful time outside right now. And why not just give you a fun little bonus? So anyways, get $100 off. Let's go from invisible to impactful with the code thinking like a boss podcast. Now this has to be all in caps. Okay. So uppercase letters, thinking like a boss podcast, head on over to keycrackle.com forward slash courses, keycrackle.com forward slash courses. Again, get a hundred dollars off with the code thinking like a boss podcast in all caps. Guys, don't wait, go get started now. This is my signature course has been out there for four years and people swear by it. All right. Love ya. Next part. We are all winging it. I don't think I can do this. If my current and potential clients only knew how much I'm really winging it in this business, I doubt they'd want to work with me. Can't tell you how many times I've heard this phrase from more than capable, seasoned, well-educated women who come to me for business coaching. These women, many of whom are therapists, attorneys, business consultant, marketers, photographers, etc., have a picture in their mind of what a professional, successful businesswoman must look like. And no matter how hard they work to move toward what they see as success, it never feels like they've done quite enough. And as these women grow, they continue to raise their own bar of what having it all together looks like. It's a never-ending cycle. Once I feel in control of this particular area, I'll be set in my business, they insist. Even as they gain experience and make progress, they feel as though nothing has changed. The inadequacy and the limiting belief that they don't have it together enough to succeed persists. But Kate, if I could just get to X, Y, or Z place in my business, I will feel legit and no longer in a frenzy of winging it. Side note, I can't wait to talk to you guys about this. Do you relate to this? A sense that no matter how hard you work, you never have things together the way you think you should? That while you may present a nice facade, you're actually a total mess behind the scenes? That everyone else has it together, but you don't, and therefore your dream for your business will never truly flourish? Well, guess what? This feeling is a big, fat lie. A big one. It's the first lie I want to tackle in this book because it underlies so many others. The sense that you're not good enough will spread and infect every aspect of your business life. If you're not careful, it will completely poison it. This lie will convince you that even though you've done everything you can to prepare to launch your business, you aren't ready to take the first step. It will have you believing that even though your business is booming, you don't have what it takes to expand. It may even softly whisper to you that when times get tough, it's because you are a failure and you should just give up. Ladies, if you don't deal with this lie from the get-go, it will continue to spread, robbing you each new accomplishment of the joy and pride it deserves. You will find yourself even more disappointed when you reach that place you once believed would be your saving grace. Every rung of the ladder will only remind you of how far you still think you have to go. That's why we have to crack through this lie right now. 
All right. We're going to end the reading right there. And I want to dive into this with you. (sighs) First of all, let's just take a minute just to breathe. All right. To give ourselves permission that it's okay to wing it. We do not need to have it together. Nobody has it all together. All right? It's about doing what you can with what you have in your hands today. The resources, the time, the support, and being proud of where you are today. We so easily look to the future and say, once I get there, then I'll feel happy. Then I'll feel like I have it together. Then I'll feel like my business is legit. I'll feel like I'm legit. And it does not work that way. If you cannot work on these limiting beliefs and heal them and and find closure on them today, they will only expand the more that you expand. Okay? They magnify. And I think people forget that. They're like, oh, but yeah, once I get to six figures and I'll feel like I have it all together, or once I leave my nine to five, I have it all together, or once I have a whole group of employees or an office with employees, then I'll have it together. Once I have that deal, I'll have it together. Guys, if you don't feel like you have it together today, you're not going to feel like you have it together then, period, okay? You have to learn the skills today to feel proud of yourself, to celebrate how far you've come. You have come so far. If you're listening to this, I know you are searching for something. You are working on your self-development. Maybe you're considering a business. Maybe you are trying to get up to that next level in your business. You are going somewhere. You're not staying stagnant, okay? But you have to realize that you are never going to have it together. And that's the beauty of this is just surrendering. Somebody that I, and I talk about this often, I've written about it in my books before. Someone that I really love to follow is Sarah Blakely, CEO of Spanx. She is someone who is just so humble in her accomplishments. Like she has a billion dollar business, right? And she has fallen a lot. She shares, go read her story if you haven't. Go Google it. And hear like, failure after failure. And, you know, she was, she had all these different odd jobs, like trying to sell fax machines, like door to door, but she didn't give up on her dream. All right. And she will show you today, if you follow her on social media, that her life is not perfect. It's really messy, really messy. She shows you the behind the scenes all the time of like kids flying from chandeliers, like things breaking, her forget being forgetful and, you know, forgetting to pick her kid up at school, like all these funny things. Like we are human. No one is perfect. Stop trying to be perfect. Stop trying to look like you have it all together. Social media is, yes, great for business, but really can do a disservice on our self-esteem. 
Like I get it. People want a nice aesthetic, right? They want their feeds to look really beautiful. They want to show the pretty parts of life. However, it's important that we talk about the messy and we don't do it enough. And, you know, if you want to have pretty pictures on your page, that's cool. Pretty graphics, that's fine. I get it. You want it to look nice. However, do not neglect the messiness, okay? I'm so tired of women, and I'm not trying to point fingers, okay? But I'm just so tired of humans, I should say, just making everything look so perfect and everything look so easy. And yeah, my house looks like this all the time. And I cook these beautiful meals and I'm dressed up with my makeup and everything like this all the time. I don't think that that's true, right? We only see a little piece of reality. Maybe that's one day a week. My life is so messy. It is so complicated. Like I wish, I wish that I could put a GoPro on my head or I could just tap into my nest cameras in the house and show you guys like how messy our lives are. However, it is so beautiful. I love my beautiful mess. I love it. It's my, I call it my circus. This is my circus here. I feel happy. I feel fulfilled because I'm not trying to keep it all together. I am not telling myself I have to have it all together. And there's so much freedom in this. And I'm going to be sharing this a lot in my next book, which I cannot wait for you guys to get your hands on. But for now, go get this book, okay? Go get this book. Go dive into line number one. There are a bunch of different exercises that will help you work through this, help get you some mindset shifts, and help you better understand that no one has it together. All right? I love you guys. I will be back next week for line number two. I hope you enjoyed this today. Make sure you go get a book. Hey friends, make sure you subscribe so you can receive the latest episode automatically downloaded wherever you are listening to this show. We also read every single review. So make sure you let us know what you thought about today's episode by leaving a review. Love ya.